Hi, this is Jen. And I'm Alan. And we want to welcome you to Smart Sassy Seniors. I am a realistic naturopath. And I'm a breath, mind, body, movement queen. You are the queen. I am. And we are both surfing into our 60s on the Gold Coast in Australia. This podcast is for those of us who want to live bold, bright, and vital during the second half of our lives. Woohoo! Let's dive into today's episode. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Alice, you used to be a perfectionist. I did, Mrs. Jen, I really did. And you used to be a perfectionist too. Yeah, me too. We both were. And yeah. we thought on this podcast, we thought we would talk about um, what happens to you when you're trying to be a perfectionist and how we both got out of that way yeah. of being yeah. so that our bodies and minds and everything work better for us. Absolutely. More expansively, wholeheartedly. Mm. So yeah. tell tell me your adventure with being a perfectionist. Yeah. Let's start there. I think um, I had wanted to be a perfectionist from my early childhood where I was kind of... Are you the oldest child? I'm the oldest child. Oldest childs are usually perfectionists, although I'm a second born, but oldest generally Yeah, are. yeah, and in a difficult early childhood with violence and psychosis and just trying to be uh, perfect and not seen, do everything exactly right. So, mm. you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be the catalyst for any trauma, trauma or issues or anything like that. So I think it came from that time and it carried right through until I um, had my baby. Hugh, and he's now 26. <laughs> so what all right so you had this you're this peace love and brown ricey not hippie i'm the hippie but you're, the, you're this person who's woman of the earth he just wants to do the natural birth and all that kind of stuff oh my goodness yes it really happened yeah so you know there i was i i love reading i'd read all the pregnancy all the birth book researches everything of course all you research. actually at the time i was pregnant with you and um steve bidoff the wonderful man who did so much to put boys health and how to raise good men yep. and boys he was his star was just beginning to rise right. and I remember <laughs> I remember being about eight months pregnant with Hewan yes. knowing we were having a boy and sitting in the front row of his live oh. talk <laughs> making sure all those vibes went into Hewan's body before he popped ready out ready to raise a good man oh fuck at eight months pregnant I love it yeah so then it all started to go haywire when I had to have a Caesar mm. instead of the wonderful you know natural no drugs birth yeah and then you know I kind of I my breasts they just they got all lumpy and sore and so I could only breastfeed Hugh for three months right and you planned so to do the long breastfeeding oh my god I was going to breastfeed him until he was brown rice and everything <laughs> didn't work yeah, it all just went haywire and um I guess I just let go of trying to be perfect and just tried to get by mm. <laughs> And yeah, and knew that we were all doing the best that we could. Mm. Yeah, so that that smashed all my all my kind of uh, patterns of perfectionism so into smithereens. All right, so they get smashed. How do you move forward when, when uh, your habit at that stage? How old were you when you had Hewan? I was thirty three. So you'd had thirty three years of being the little perfectionist. Yeah. How did you? Because those, those vibes are still in you. How, they are. When they would rise. And even today, yeah, at nearly sixty, yeah, when those those kind of things are in you, 
how do you move forward to not defaulting back to, I've got to get it perfect? Yeah, I, I think I just, um, oh, that's a great question, Jen, because it comes up, it keeps coming up over yeah. and over again. I remember well, when I worked as a consultant uh, after he was born, I was a water con- conservation consultant and um, and I remember trying to be the perfect consultant. You know, yeah. as a consultant, you get paid good money to have all the answers. Yes, um, and I remember some, I don't even know what the catalyst was for it, but I remember walking into a consulting meeting yep. some years down the track and going, I don't know the answer to that. Let's all think about that and work out a solution together. And that was a hugely liberating moment. Again, mm. realizing that as a consultant, I didn't have to have all the answers. In fact, no. it's much more powerful not to have the answers Absolutely. and to collaborate with others around creating solutions so mm. it, it is a recurring pattern and I guess I guess part of it is is learning to be humbled just mm-hmm. kind of going I don't know yeah maybe those are the I remember writing a piece about it years ago three really powerful words I don't know mm. and then I'll add three more yeah. I can find the answer Five <laughs> more. I can find the answer I would but that's because yeah. that's often I don't know and I know I can find the answer yeah and oftentimes it won't be on your own. Oftentimes no. it's in conversation or collaboration with others and putting your ego, parking your ego, mm. parking your need to be perfect yep. and to appear to be. Oh, because it know. is just ego that makes us want to be the, be seen to all God-knowing yeah. hero. That's all yeah. ego. It's ego, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. Is. And just letting that ego rest. You know, it's yeah. worked very hard for us to feel like we have a place in the world god bless it bless mm. the ego and we can say to it ego it's okay we're safe we're safe and sound now just have a rest for a little bit mm. and we're just going to muck about in the mud for a while mm. and and figure things out in different ways i love that the world has evolved a fair lot in the last few years in that uh, people want kind of real and raw and, ah, yeah, and yeah and uh i see people kind of demonstrating when you'll see a conversation going on and um and it's almost like they've got more respect when they see the person yeah admits they yeah. don't know all the answers but will work together to help find a solution or something that's right like it's it's changed thank god because the 80s now, and as a speaker the 80s and everything you had to be the the king and queen of everything and then you go and and it it was all ego it was a crazy world yeah it was wasn't it it was big shoulder pads for women i had big shoulder pads yeah it was yeah was that which is when i burned out i burned out in in the middle of those days and it was just such a different world yeah uh and i'm glad it's changed from that it's I really such have, a relief. There's still it? room to go, but people, yeah, yeah there's a, absolutely insane. I respect for people who are just bloody honest. Yeah. I don't know all the answers yet, but I'm, you know what? We're going to find the answers. Yeah. 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 And sometimes the answers change over time as well. But yeah. in this moment here and now, let's work out our next step forward. Yeah. And then we'll see where we go and we'll we'll continue to, it's a work in progress. It oh is. My God, life is a work in progress. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did a reel about it the other day. Uh, because I was a perfectionist and, and well and truly in the 80s and those, you know, big shoulder pads, crazy, bloody mm. greed is good, stomp on everyone days. Uh, and it was like you had to, especially as women, we had to battle for our place yes. in business. We yes. really did. Yes, we did. I'm really happy those days changed. Yeah. Uh, but I did a reel about it because I was talking about how, for me, 
it was kind of like after I burned out, I thought I can't. I remember laying in hospital thinking I can go back to that life or I can just tip it all on its head. Mm. And I thought if I go back to that life, I'll be bloody dead before I'm 30. Yeah. I really remember feeling that. And so I just started to turn little things on its head. And so for me, I, you know, my old habit was, which some of you listening might have this as a habit. It's like you can have nine things work right for the day. Mm. One thing not go to plan that you mm. wanted. And all we can do is focus on that one thing mm. that's not right yet. Yeah. Even though we've had all these other little wins, we focus on that. And, and that's the way I absolutely used to be. Yeah. Where nowadays I celebrate the ass off little wins everywhere. And I look to that and I see the beauty and the good and, wow, how could that that actually work? How, but, you know, I look for all that stuff and that's how if my brain starts to default to waiting to get it perfect. And I'm dyslexic. I send out messages and emails and shit all the time with typos and stuff mm. in it and, and I've let go of that stress yeah. that I used to have about that. It's so just great. I can't spell and I pay, I pay people to help me spell yeah. to fix things. My spell check has got so used to be misspelling, it approves my misspells nowadays. <laughs> That's really sad, but it's the truth. So my computer is totally tricked into my misspelling. Yeah. So, but I, I don't. But you don't hang on to that. No, where I used to get mm. so bent out of shape about it, yeah. and it's not worth it to our health, really yeah. seriously. Yeah. Negative emotions, you know, the giving yourself a hard time, and and the, the emotion that usually sits behind it is guilt. If you listen to Brené Brown, she says yeah. it's more shame. shame I don't yeah. relate so much to shame, but I really relate the guilt part of it. Yeah. It's um that can throw your body chemistry from being alkaline to acidic faster than shit food. Mm. That's interesting. And, you know, Jen, from a neuroscience perspective, we know that, in fact, our brains are hardwired to look for the problems. Yeah. Because way back in the days when we were, Fighting you know, the sword, yeah, that's it. We were always looking for the problems, the, um, yeah, the potential danger. And mm. so that that's still hardwired yeah. in our brains. And so it takes effort, mm. conscious choices and mindfulness yeah. to actually change that default as you're doing yeah. and as I'm doing in our lives and as many people are now, to look for the beauty, to look for the good in that list of and things. celebrate all those things. Yeah. But in that list of things that you, you accomplished for the day, when you notice the thing that fell over, to go, oh, well, I'll fix that tomorrow, mm. and then celebrate the nine or whatever number yeah. of things that you got right. Yeah. But it takes a conscious, it's a conscious choice because otherwise our default is to always find yeah. the problem. And if you've been celebrating the little wins through the day, when your brain runs back on what didn't work, it won't that finding that one thing that didn't work won't have the same impact yeah. as if you didn't celebrate that. If you don't celebrate all the little wins, your brain will really anchor on that. Yeah. Fuck, I didn't get that right today. Yeah. You know, so it's like I didn't get everything done. I didn't clear all my emails. I didn't get whatever done. It's like, mm. it's okay, the world didn't end. Yeah. You're not going to die over it. It will still be there tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't. But that's, how good is that? So then we don't tax our health. That's what I yeah. care about is we, yeah. I don't want us taxing our health and dying for that shit. Yeah, that's right. It's really huge. That's right. huge. You've got a wonderful poem to share. a poem to share that is very much on this. Uh, Why do you love this poem? I love this poem. My favourite poet in the whole world oh, ever in the Jennifer Jeffries. Oh, no, it's not. In the history of the universe is Mary <laughs> Oliver. And some of our listeners will know of Mary Oliver, mm. an American poet who won the Pulitzer Prize many years ago. Mm. Um, she's a nature-based poet. She has a... 
a muscular and visceral and accessible use of language. Mm. And she is very much about our humanity. And so she works with nature as a metaphor around our vulnerabilities, our humanity. Mm. And so I think her most famous poem is one, I think it's her most famous poem, called Wild Geese. And I just wanted to read that out because it very much speaks to um, our humanity and our and our opportunity to step away from perfectionism. Mm, please do. Okay. Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. Mm. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert, repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Mm. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes. Mm. Over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, <coughs> the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting over and over announcing your place in the family of things. I love that, Mrs. Alice. That's the first time I've heard that poem. And I said to you, don't read it to me before you mm -hmm. shared it. I wanted to hear it that way. And I love when, um, you know, the line in there for me, the meanwhile the world goes on. Mm. And it does, it mm -hmm. just continues. As you stand here, if you're watching the video version of this on YouTube, Alice's glasses broke yesterday <laughs> and she's got like a, a one-armed crooked thing. <laughs> and as you said the the line, meanwhile the world goes on, you had to put your glasses back on your face. Straightening them up. <laughs> but but that but that's it. Yeah. The that's world right. goes on. It does. You still just get on with it yeah. and keep going. It won't end. It. it won't end. The it... sun still rises. Yeah. The moon rises. The sun sets. The clouds float by. Ah, oh, you know, the world goes on whether we are present to it or not. Yes. We have such an opportunity. We have mm. this blessing to be present to it yeah. in all our vulnerability, with all our despair and all our exuberance and everything. What a it's a joy. What a joy and mm. what heartbreak and yeah. and what a life. Mm. And when we put down our need to be perfect. My God, we get to feel it all. Yeah, we do. Mm. Yeah, because we're not negating all the little wins and joyful things in life no. by focusing just on what didn't work. So it's an important message. You know, I did a, a reel on it and it just it went off because it's perfectionism is a big thing for a lot of people. That's why we wanted to talk into it today. Yeah. On a full podcast. Yeah. So yeah, time to let go of it. Yeah. Just focus on the good really focus on all the all the little wins and the beauty and everything oh, yeah and uh focus on that and you'll find you'll start breaking that pattern yes of the default 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 only looking for what's no, not working not in working. life and not perfect yeah yeah be your glorious imperfect 
ourselves. <laughs> On that note, we are out of here. We are. Mm. We're the smart, sassy seniors, aren't we, Jim? We sure are. <laughs> yeah. Catch us later, guys. Bye. If you enjoyed our podcast, please let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're tuning in from so that you can always catch the next episode. Mm, and if you'd like to receive an exclusive link to Alice's free guided relaxation and Jen's free Feed Your Body ebook, subscribe to our seasonal newsletter at smartsassyseniors.com. Woohoo!